You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. All right, everybody. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Cranberry Radio. I'm your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, to you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud, or you can download episodes at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Today, we're going to be talking uh, about the WordPress REST API with avid WordPress community member Roy Sivan. Uh, Roy will be sharing some super interesting insights into the WordPress REST API and how uh, you can use it to add superpowers to WordPress. Welcome to the show, Roy. Uh, Thanks for having me. Awesome. We're glad to have you uh, here do the interview today. Really appreciate your time. Um, But before we jump into the interview, I wanted to give some quick updates from around the community. Um, So for those of you that are interested in WordCamps, there's a few interesting WordCamps coming up. The first on August 17th, 2017 is WordCamp for Publishers in Denver. This is one of the very first WordCamps that aren't specifically focused on a city, but rather a topic that's kind of a shift in how WordCamps are done. Um, This is one of the first, if not the first like that. So super exciting there in Denver. Uh, In Brighton, UK, on August 18th, they'll be having their WordCamp and an amazing community of WordPress people in India will be celebrating WordCamp Delhi on August 19th. So if you're listening from India and you can make it to Delhi, make sure to check that out. 
Also a reminder, the International WordPress Awards, um, which are being sponsored and organized by Pragmatic, are honoring the best WordPress sites out there. Um, so don't forget to check that out and maybe submit a site for the awards. You can read more about it to literal, L-I-T-T-U-R-L dot C-O forward slash WordPress Awards. And then finally, just a reminder about WordPress Translation Day. Um, WordPress is organizing a translation day to help translate organize I'm sorry translate WordPress into different languages you can learn more about that at wptranslationday.org so if you speak another language or if you're you know your native tongue is another language other than English check out wptranslationday.org so that's it for the update from around the community now we're going to go ahead and jump in with Roy Roy thanks again for joining us today no problem Awesome. So we had a bit of a, a of a juggling this uh, podcast recording schedule. You were kind of up to your eyebrows and code and, and got distracted and things like that. But we want to thank you for for taking the time to join us. So my first question: What is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started with WordPress? Is this where you learned how to code? Uh, was it the first platform you used for that, or framework you used for that, or, or did you eventually make your way into it after starting somewhere else? Uh, some. My WordPress origin story is actually, um, I was actually already coding. Um, I learned code uh, when I was pretty young. I was, I think, in a sixth grade or something. Um, my mom actually bought me a Learn HTML in a Weekend uh, book, which I actually spent the weekend learning HTML. This is before CSS was even a thing. Um, so I started to learn more and more code. Um, and it was when I started to play around with PHP that uh, someone had linked me to um, the WordPress project. And it was, I think, in some beta version at the time. And they just forked it. Uh, and they said, hey, check this out. This is cool, like, little blogging tool. Um, so play around with it. I think you might like it. And so, um, yeah, that's how I started. It was, I don't remember exactly what version. I think it was, like, a 0.7 or something. Um so you got into it, uh, and how about about how old were you, or like what, when was that that you made that transition? You started in the sixth grade, right? Did you learn HTML in a weekend? Did the book work as advertised? Oh, it did, totally did. I mean, by the end of the weekend, I had a Hello World website that was uh, full of tables um, and background colors and some animated GIFs. I think um, at least one dancing baby and a construction worker animated GIF. Um, that was the hit rage back then. Um, but yeah, no, it totally worked. So totally learned how to code some basic HTML and some basic stuff for them. Um, and I just kind of grew from there. I just loved web code. I tried actually picking up another book, which was by the same author, same series, learning um, C++ in a weekend. Um, and I could not get through it at all. So I stuck to the web. C++ is a lot more challenging than HTML. It sounds like more than a weekend's worth of work. I'm, I'm guessing this, this site sounds amazing. Is it is it like the marquee site in your portfolio now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so that, I mean, it worked pretty well. I was, I was pretty happy with uh, just being able to, I think the main thing with it was with HTML, um, you know, you don't really need a web server. You could just have it running on your computer and open up the file in a browser. Um, so it's like that instant satisfaction satisfaction of just being able to do like you know html hello world open up a browser and boom you you know in theory it looks like you have a website running because your browser is open 
and there you are. Hello world. I just typed that out in another program. So that was pretty amazing to me. So I like that instant um, kind of gratification of saying, oh, cool. I coded this. It shows up in a browser. That's awesome. So you started in the sixth grade learning HTML. And then today, though, uh, obviously, you're much more advanced. And we're going to cover REST API throughout this interview and, and talk about all the different components and, and how you can use it to give WordPress superpowers. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about what you're doing today. You know, you started there in the sixth grade. Where are you today? What's your what's your business like? Uh, how, how have you evolved as a developer and, and through business? So it's actually pretty interesting. Um, uh, I, I was always just kind of a dabbler in code. Um, I mean, I, I always learned it and I kept on learning more and more. But when I got to college, um, I actually uh, went on two completely different tangents. I was uh, uh, I applied to college as either an animation degree. Um, so I applied to like Academy of Arts College, which is in San Francisco, which is where I was living. Um, or I was also applying to school as a mechanical engineer. Um, so I actually went down the mechanical engineering route uh, for two years. Um, and then just to pay off tuition, books, rent, I was building people websites. And, and I quickly found out that I enjoyed that way more than like calculus. I was having way more fun building websites than doing advanced math. So I switched gears. I went into business actually. Um, and out of college, I still wasn't like a web developer. Like I, I loved building websites, but I focused a lot of my attention on marketing. So I did like probably about five years of like intense SEO, PPC marketing strategy, stuff like that. Um, and I'd always loved building websites, but that was like my day job was doing SEO. I mean, it wasn't exactly uh i haven't been a developer the whole time so i did switch my paths a couple times but yeah probably for the past uh um i don't even know probably since about 2012 yeah i've been just a full-time developer whether i'm consulting and today i'm uh, i work at the walt disney company i can't complain i enjoy my uh my day job greatly uh, and i consult and i kind of play around and tinker with uh wordpress sites on the side as well that's a great story. You know, so many people have such a similar path. Um, and uh, it's really interesting to hear how you made that transition and evolved as a developer. So that's really cool. Um, we're going to get into the questions about the REST API, because I know that's why a lot of folks are listening. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on Cranberry.fm. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Press This. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm here with Roy Sivan. Roy, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really ready to start digging into learning more about the REST API and WordPress um, and adding superpowers to WordPress. So maybe for those uh, listening who don't know what the WordPress REST API is, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what it is. Like, what is the WordPress REST API? So the REST API is, uh, to me, it's pretty self-explanatory. It is, as it says, title says REST API. Uh, REST API is basically... um, just a, uh, um, hmm, how to put it into the simplest terms possible, uh, a REST API is just a way to communicate and get data or even push data to a service. Um, uh, you might have apps on your phone where you log in to your whatever app with Facebook. That uses an API because what it does is it you put in your information into the app, it communicates with Facebook, um, and then it in turn returns with, uh, yeah, this person is, you know, who you say it is. So let me log into the app and get the old information that you might need. So an API is really just allowing you to interact with a data source, um, whether it's getting data from it or posting and creating data to it. So that seems, I, I, you know, a lot of folks, of course, know what APIs are, and that's pretty simple. But like, why does that matter? Why is that exciting for WordPress? And this, you know, was released in Core a while back, but you know, I think people are kind of just getting around to using it in the sites that they're building and applications that they're building. But why is it exciting for WordPress? What was it like before and, and why does it matter now? Why is it such a big deal? So the biggest, the biggest overall overarching uh, concept that really excites most of the kind of developers out there with the API is that it was the first step for WordPress to stop being um, a CMS and more of a developer platform. Uh, and by that, I mean, you no longer, you could use the API in so many different ways. Uh, for example, one of the ways I use it a lot is actually completely removing what you would call a theme or uh, the UI of a, of a WordPress site and building that elsewhere. Um, another great example of this is with uh, plugins or services like AppPressor, where you can actually have a phone app that runs off the data from your WordPress website. And the API powers all of that. So basically imagine a site or something else that is running off the same data 
but not actually connected to the WordPress ecosystem that you have. That's really interesting. You you mentioned kind of like that the kind of headless WordPress setup where WordPress is just essentially a content repository and it's using the API to control content and experiences on other things. And when you answered the question, you said, hey, it, it kind of turned WordPress from being more of a CMS into uh, more of a developer framework. How do you view that as different? Like if WordPress is headless and it's storing content and controlling experiences in other places, why is that different than a CMS? Yeah, so really the WordPress as a platform is allowing you to take what was just that five-minute install to have a website up and running and still have that, but then not really care about, for me, again, headless, not really care about what theme you're using because all you're using it is for that that data. Okay, yeah, and that's a, a big shift for WordPress, right, where before people thought of it as well. It's a blogging platform or maybe a simple WordPress pl uh, website platform where I can upload a theme, install a few plugins, and have a website. But the REST API really allows WordPress to be much more powerful in terms of what it does and the experiences it controls in other places. So how did you get involved with the REST API? Like, Were you, and it, were you using other applications for this um, uh, development? framework type model where, where you were trying to control other things? Did you make the shift to using WordPress with the REST API for that? Do you still use other frameworks for, for these kind of things? Like, How did you get started using it? So uh, that is actually kind of another origin story in itself. But uh, basically, one day, I was uh, sitting in an apartment working remotely with a friend of mine. And he was teaching me um, Angular, Angular JavaScript. Um, and he was showing me how it all works and how he could connect to a RESTful API. Um, and I really wanted to learn Angular. So I wanted to leverage, and this is just how I learn things, I leverage what I already know to learn something new. And I said, okay, how can I leverage WordPress? And this was about a year or so, I think, before the REST API was even a thing. Uh, so I started using um, what WordPress has also still built in uh, called Admin Ajax, where you can make Ajax calls to through an admin interface or through the admin Ajax URL. And then I would just literally echo out JSON so that way my Angular app or theme would uh, would digest it, would be able to grab that data uh, from the latest post um, and to spit out a nice UI from that. Uh, and in fact, if you look at, I have a GitHub repo for it. Uh, I think the first commit was something like 2012, 2013. Um, and then I refactored it to the next version. I was using another plugin. I think there was one called Thermal API, which was a WordPress plugin, but it was very, very, very limited. And then all of a sudden I was doing some more digging and then I eventually found uh, Ryan McHugh's uh, Google Summer of Code project, which was the REST API like version one slash beta, uh, which he, w so that was a lot of fun. So that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people, when they hear of the WordPress API, they think, well, this was something, you know, this was functionality that was newly available. But you kind of pointed out there um, through some methods you were using and some other plugins you found that people were using WordPress um, and empowering it with an API to control other experiences. Why was it significant that the REST API were? Well, one thing once the plugin became a big feature plugin and people were actually putting a lot of time and energy into it, it made that experience very, very good. Uh, even the beginning versions of the plugin, I remember installing and using it were a little clunky, but still much better than what was already available. 
and still much better than using admin AJAX. Um, it was just limiting. Uh, as soon as the kind of the feature plugin uh, V2 came out, um, it really uh, it really brought out a lot more functionality and capability. Um, and the biggest thing for it to be part of core is that now WordPress is shipping as this platform, right? So like before, it was shipping as just this blog CMS or website CMS. Uh, then, uh, you know, for those who've been following along, the REST API actually got merged into Core in two big chunks. So the first chunk was just kind of like the 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 base layer of the REST API, uh, which had no of none of the default endpoints, but you could still create and use them from Core, which is great because then you could I could use all the custom endpoints I I wanted, and then all of a sudden I think 4.7 all the taxonomy, basically everything the plugin allowed you to do was now in core. So again, five minute install of this application that I've already been using for so long now has this restful API part of it. That was a huge deal, you know, for me. There was a lot of controversy around the REST API being rolled into core at the time. And I remember the plugin developers in particular were getting quite agitated about the delay. Why was it important to them? A lot of it was if you're if you were using it for anything up till that point, you um, you had to have the plugin installed, the rest the WP REST or API V2 plugin. Um, so any site that I was working on, I was like, okay, this needs to be there. So we'd have to double check uh, in code to make sure that it was installed and activated before I could run my code, um, and that was a big deal. So when it came into core, um, and it was just it just took a long time to get into core, like you know the the thought process of it coming into core, or, or the plan, was so was uh, took a really long time. You know, we heard about it as a potential coming into core really early on, probably in the you know version late version three, early version four, and then it was just like okay, delayed, delayed. Um, I'm sure there was some politics involved, whatnot, but uh, use case needed to grow. Um, so a lot of developers and a lot of people wanted to wait until it came into core before they started to adopt and use it for uh, whatever they needed. So if I was a plugin developer or if I'd made my own plugin and I wanted to use the REST API, I had to make sure that that plugin was installed as well. So that sounds kind of limiting, especially if you're trying to reach lots of users. You have to explain to them they have to have both, you know, the REST API plugin installed and your plugin in order to take advantage of it. That sounds really frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I had a plugin in the repo. Um, I was uh, I put in like an Angular JS for WordPress plugin, which is Angular One X, um, and I said in my plugin in the documentation, I'm like, you need to have the REST API, or else this plugin won't work. And I had to do a check on it, put an admin notice up if you didn't have it. So it was like that kind of stuff that once it was in core, I could just assume it was there because I knew it would be there. That's awesome. So not only does it give superpowers to people making sites, but it also gives superpowers to the plugins that other people make to support WordPress sites. Um, that's super interesting. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back with the rest of the questions here in a second. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. 
so you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on Cranberry.fm. All right, welcome back to Press This. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm on with Roy Sivan. Roy, thanks again for joining us. We're going to go ahead and jump right back into the questions about the WordPress REST API. So I'd like to ask you, what are some examples where you think people have done a really good job leveraging the REST API to add superpowers to WordPress, either in, in your business and the sites you're and others do? Um, some come from actually even large sites like I think it was the New York Times during the elections they were powering uh, some pretty cool map data and other um, news on the fly via their rest API um, and that was and that predates even it being in core um, some of the other plugins I've seen uh, I think caldera uh, forms which is a, a form builder plugin um, they leverage it and they create their own endpoint so you can leverage some of that data. And that's really what you want to look for, EDD, uh, Easy Digital Downloads also. I mean, one of the greatest things about the REST API is its extendability. So it's not necessarily what has someone done with it, but what can you do with it once they've kind of leveraged it. So like Caldera Forms, they've created endpoints for people specifically for their data. So I can go in and create my own application, and instead of having to do, um, you know, scripting work or anything custom to just grab the data from Caldera Forms, they've already given me that out of the box with their API extensions, which are just extensions of the WordPress REST API, so they're all, you know, done properly, and they're all part of the same names, uh, not, I mean, they have separate namespacing, but they're all part of the same convention, more or less. Um, I think that's really where the powerful thing is. As far as, like, full put built together plugins things like that yeah and i also keep coming back to app presser because again it's a it's a really good example of headless which is kind of my whole thing um of showing hey on your phone you can have an app that runs and it's just going to communicate with your wordpress site and it doesn't need to be connected it doesn't need to be in a browser it's just hey i'm just going to communicate with the wordpress site and show you the latest news and stuff um so i thought that was a really cool use case for it 
That's really interesting because you mentioned the New York Times, who I'm guessing kind of did a custom-built thing uh, with the rest for locations. You mentioned Caldera Farms. We actually had Josh Pollock on the show a few episodes ago. He mentioned uh, his use of the rest as well. Um, so it's kind of interesting to hear your side to say, well, look, these people are out there making plugins, and not only do they get to take advantage of it, but I get to take advantage of those endpoints as well to kind of build on top of the solutions they're building. And then, you know, at Presser, I, I know pretty well, I know uh, Brian Messenlaner, and it's a really interesting product, um, leveraging WordPress. I think one of the interesting parts about at Presser is that it's, um, you know, yes, you can use it in a headless context, but a lot of sites, there's a site called List25, that uses it to create that mobile or native mobile experience, but still use that version of WordPress to serve you know, their primary web content. So do you think the REST API will play a role kind of in this universal device world where I'm trying to like connect my watch and my, my website and my phone and all these other experiences together in one thing? Do you think WordPress will be the home hub for all those digital experiences for companies in the future? Or do you view it more like they're going to do headless installs for each one of these experiences and try to maintain them independently? Uh, so there's, I, I agree, I, I think it's kind of both, uh, to be honest with you. I think it depends on the use case. Uh, one of the most interesting conversations I have going on right now actually stems from the Angular world. Uh, we started a conversation, an ongoing conversation about how to use Angular and CMSs. Um, so I actually started to get people from the Drupal community, from the WordPress community, and from custom CMS communities alike together. And we started talking about how CMSs in general work, uh, should work, I guess, in a headless fashion with all sorts of, uh, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of output you have, right? Um, so we started talking about how you could take something like GraphQL, which is this new, um, another type of API, basically. But you could take that, have it be like a middleman. It communicates with um, the REST API from WordPress. It communicates with the maybe a REST API from Drupal, it, and it can communicate with anything, right? And then it all digests it all, and then you have your device, your universal device, whether it's a phone, a watch, a, another uh, browser, um, those all communicate with that one middleman and get the data from across all of your CMSs. So no matter where uh, your business is putting in data, um, you could create a, a CMS, right, for a specific type of data so it's the best UX for that data. Um, for example, WordPress is really great for blogging or, or content. Um, so that's going to be good for that. But you might want to have something that's really custom for another type of data um, that's not necessarily content-focused. Maybe it's more focused on products or something like that. So you might want to have a completely different UI and a different platform for that. So you could have that and build something completely different. But then you put all those together and you have one... API basically or one place to call on and then get all that data and then display it no matter what device you're on. So I think so that's kind of where we're moving forward to. So you see it kind of maybe as all of those things, right? Just really kind of controlling experiences on the web, a hub for content, and then just a spoke of a hub uh, communicating with other systems that are controlling other experiences. Yeah, and I think um, this is kind of the best way to handle it because uh, not necessarily the best way, but it's a good way because you can create a, a UI and a UX that's catered towards the people that are actually using it and not care about 
how it spits out because how it spits out is going to be handled completely from you know on a different in a, by a different team and that team is going to bring on other people's data so basically you could have you know team x with their ui and ux focused on their data set and then you could have like a wordpress team that's focused on content with their ui and ux for from wordpress and then you bring that all together to one ui uh, one api using the rest api and then does it matter what device you're using uh Basically, you're just grabbing the same content and saying, hey, I need content you know, with some uh, filter on it, and it'll grab data from every one of their CMSs, so to speak. Well, Roy, thank you so much for coming on the show today and, and kind of filling us in on the REST API. You know, I think as people think about WordPress uh, as a framework, you know, really kind of getting outside of that WordPress is for blogging box is, is really interesting, right? WordPress has a bit of a split personality these days with the REST API and, and still kind of retaining that kind of DIY uh, mantra. And so it's really interesting to hear about how the side of WordPress, which is more complex and um, allows developers and, and companies to create more um, kind of integrated digital experiences, is a really interesting view, I think, for people um, who aren't familiar with that side of it. So um, just wanted to thank you again, Roy, for being on the show. Thank you. Awesome. If you want to learn more about Roy, uh, you can go to Roy Sivan, S-I-V-A-N.com. Roy, is there any other like Twitter handle or something you'd like to shout out? And basically, my handle across the internet is RoyBoy789, and then you can also check me out on the WP crowd. Sweet. Well, thanks again, Roy, for joining the show, and thank to everyone else for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Cranberry Radio. Uh, join us every Tuesday for a new episode. You can also subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. And of course, as always, you can tune in and download podcasts at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Again, I'm your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.